Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I feel like I knew it was common, but it is really common. Exactly. Me and you could both have herpes right now and just be asymptomatic. Kia ora koutou and welcome back to Horny on Main, a safe space for all queries of the heart and loins. My name's Elena Bates. And I'm Melody Thomas and today we do have an especially loin-based query. As always, this question was solicited from the Reen News Instagram feed from one of our lovely listeners and it goes like this. Someone I really like told me they have herpes. We haven't gone that far yet but now... Dot, dot, dot. Congratulations on being into someone who is obviously into you. It's really amazing when those stars align. It doesn't happen every day. Disclosing your STI status can be pretty daunting, and most people don't share that information with just anyone. So, um, you know, this person probably trusts you, which is an amazing start. You know, with these questions, we only get so much information, but the wording made me think that the person who wrote to us is basically second-guessing whether they can proceed and be sexually intimate with this person that they're really into. So we're going to get into some detail, but the good news, the simple version, is that yes, you absolutely can. Yeah, yeah. Sex is definitely still on the table. Yes. But there is some stuff that you want to know before you proceed so you can do so in an informed and non-reactive manner. Because what we're going to hear uh, throughout this episode is that Whilst herpes is super common and actually there's a chance that you maybe already have it, there's just a whole lot of stigma around it as with any and all, Mm. I would say, STIs. Yeah. We're going to clear a little bit of that up just basically so we avoid accidentally passing on any of that inherited stigma to the person that you like. We want you well equipped and coming with an open heart and a level head. Exactly. So for this episode, Melody got the chance to talk to Rose Stewart, who's the National Nurse Advisor at Family Planning. But a little bit of 101, just quickly, in case you didn't already know, as Melody said, you might have it without knowing, and there are actually two types of herpes. Type 1 is considered oral herpes. It mainly presents as cold sores, you know, around the lips and mouth. Type 2 usually affects your genitals, which can include your anus, penis, vulva, anus. They can all get herpes if they really want. But it is possible to get genital herpes from someone going down on you with a cold sore. And it is actually also possible to get oral herpes from someone with genital herpes. So they can be passed back and forth. Yeah, it's a real open-minded virus. Now we're going to hear from Melody and Rose at Family Planning. Hello, Rose, are you there? Yes, hello. Hi. Could you kick us off with just a basic explainer of what it is that we're talking about? Well, herpes is a viral infection, and it's actually one of the most common viruses that people have. And almost everybody has a form of herpes virus in their body, and it's the same virus that causes cold sores on the mouth, as well as genital herpes. So they're all part of the same family of viruses, and they cause different types of results, but 
the genital herpes is really a relatively mild skin infection but because it's occurring in the genital area, it's quite distressing for people at times, and they feel very worried about it if they, for example, in the case of this person, think that somebody they like has it because they're worried about getting it. Probably one in three people carry this virus anyway, and when somebody gets genital herpes, the person that passed it on to them may absolutely not have known they're even carrying it and be quite asymptomatic. 80% of those infected don't know they have it. And I think I read somewhere that 75% of people who pass it on to someone else didn't have any idea that they had it. It is very, very common indeed. And sometimes a first episode can be quite widespread and so very, very sore and you really need pain relief. You know, it's just so uncomfortable and you're actually unwell because you've got this viral infection. Mm. Other people, the first time they notice it, it's mild and just one blister. So it's extremely variable Yeah, the way it presents You can only really test for it when there's a a blister there or something to swab. So you can't really test people, you know, when they don't have actual symptoms on the skin. Is it generally the case that after an initial flare-up, if somebody does have a fairly full-on initial flare-up, that the symptoms will kind of chill out over time? Yeah, after initial flare-up, people very rarely, you know, have another episode like that. I guess they make some antibodies <laughs> and, um, you know, your body sort of goes into action. So it's generally milder after that. And some people have, you know, lifelong mild flare-ups and other people will have an episode and never have it again or several episodes and never have it again or never notice it. You know, this person's come in saying someone I'm into has this. We're learning that it's really common and probably, you know, a lot of people have had sexual partners with herpes and not even realised But if they do, you know, if they're really into this person and do want to proceed, well, first of all, what is the likelihood statistically that they are, you know, if they take the precautions, they will still contract herpes themselves? And then also, I guess, what are the steps they can take to be safe? Well, the steps are to to not do anything when there's an active infection and also using condoms in between infections. You know, like at the beginning, it's a new relationship. You probably want to use condoms anyway you know, depending on what the contraception is, because there are other STIs to think about, you know, with a new partner. And that will minimise the chance of infection. And I have dealt with people who are in long-term relationships and the other partner hasn't ever got it. If they're using condoms, being careful, not doing things when there are outbreaks. It all really depends, doesn't it, on whether they're going to be in a long-term committed relationship. Mm. And then, you know, you just manage these things. Or I suppose the person could be thinking, is it worth it if it's just a temporary Mm. thing or a one-off or whatever, you know? Well, there's a one in three chance that you've got it anyway. (laughs) I know. That's right. You might be passing it on to them. I mean, people's symptoms usually get less over time. But not always. There are some people who have their their standard regular flare-ups or whatever is it, three times a year or whatever it is, right through their life. Yeah, so when you talk about how much it can vary, it's that somebody could have so many flare-ups that they need to seek medication for suppression, even just for their comfort, or somebody could have this and never know it and never have any symptoms. Yes. If you think you are having an outbreak like the first time, it's best to go and get seen and get some treatment and get on to some antivirals because that will reduce the severity of it. It feels like this is a doesn't have to be a big deal. But I can imagine that psychologically for people, 
especially with the stigma surrounding STIs, that it could be quite a shock to first find out. Yeah, the thing is, it's actually, it is very common. It's a very normal human virus that you have that it causes a number of different things in your body, and one of them is genital herpes. But that's associated with sex and sexuality and being attractive and acceptable and all those things. And it's just become very stigmatised. Thank you so much for that, Rose. That was Rose Stewart, who is the National Nurse Advisor from Family Planning. I feel like I learned a lot in that interview. Yeah, I feel like I knew it was common, but it is really common. Exactly. And, you know, there's such a high chance you've already had sex with people who have herpes and have no idea. Or I know. me and you could both have herpes I know. right now and just be asymptomatic. So, you know. I know, I have thought about that. But yeah, there's really no knowing unless you present with a symptom. Yeah, well, you know, for the person asking this question or other people in this situation, it's okay to feel worried and have concerns because, you know, you internally might be like, it's okay to have herpes. It's not a value judgment on me or my partner. But, you know, the rest of society's stigma, like, you still have to live through that and with that. It's not me in this situation, but I have found this discussion overall comforting because it just makes it feel like this kind of annoying thing that happens and is just a part of being a sexually active adult. Yeah. I do feel like it's made it all feel like much less of a big deal to me than when I originally set out to research this subject matter. Yeah, I agree. Because I don't know, I like I was in sex ed classes with the horrible images and, you know, like I feel like herpes is really used as the one to be like, do not have sex because this is what will happen to you. Well, it's that thing of like, oh, it's for life, you know, but it's so something that just can happen by circumstance if you're having sex. Like, in most situations, no one's to blame. And, you know, it reminded me of when I was in uni and I got chlamydia. Shout out. And suddenly, because I talked about it, of course, me here with the mic talking about sex, I talked about it. And it was so comforting, the amount of people who then said, yeah, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. I'm like, oh, my God, you guys have all had it too. Like, but no one had said anything before I was, you know telling every second person I saw that I had chlamydia because that's how I deal with things, sharing it with anyone who'll listen. Yeah, exactly. The hope is always that there's people listening who are going through this themselves who are now feeling just a bit reassured. Yeah, and I think it was good to mention that. You know, condoms aren't always going to completely protect you, but they definitely, there's added protection there. The reason they won't completely protect you is partly because a condom doesn't cover, you know, the whole vulva plus the anus, plus the, you know, whatever. Like, there's going to be exposed skin and possibly an infection's passed on in that way. And also by just avoiding sexual contact or sexual contact with the area where there's an outbreak while there's an outbreak. Yeah, obviously the safest thing you can do while you have an outbreak is to not have sex at all. But also, you know, because there is a chance that someone could be shedding the virus on their skin without, you know, any signs, you know, using condoms, between outbreaks and again this is if one or both partners have a penis obviously there are also dental dams and other forms of barrier protection you know you can use that when there's not an outbreak if you want to be extra safe yeah and we didn't in the end go into shedding much what it just means is that you can be asymptomatic but still shedding the virus so that doesn't mean that someone with herpes who's asymptomatic is constantly shedding the virus that's definitely not the case but uh, it is a risk so being safe as you can yeah And, you know, it's actually, like, you could decide that this feels too risky for you, 
but then you could go on to have sex with someone else who had no idea that they had herpes, and you could still get herpes. This is what I was thinking. That would be such a cruel twist of fate. But going back to maybe the kind of disclosure, I want to kind of speak on like responding to someone who's disclosing to you. I think it's kind of a balancing of making room for your own processing and, and you know being honest about kind of maybe needing time and and more conversation while also just being really kind because as we've talked about it's not unlikely that this person's probably dealt with shame like felt within themselves or from other people they have trusted you with this information so you know if you're trying to figure out how you could respond to someone disclosing that you could say Thank you for telling me. I would really like to just take some time to do some research and and have some more conversations about this with you. But I really like you and I do think I want to take the steps needed for us both to feel comfortable being intimate moving forward. You know, and you don't have to say that much more at the start. I mean, after listening to this, hopefully you have more information, but you might still want to go and find some more information. So you don't have to nut it all out in that initial conversation, but staying kind and staying connected is the best thing you can do if you do really like this person. And in your research, I would also say that it can't hurt to, without obviously disclosing this person's identity to other people, but it can't hurt to ask friends about this because in my talking with friends about it, I've had two friends be like, oh yeah, I've got herpes. <laughs> you know like mm, so exactly you know, there's, there's people that you know who have real really practical advice about how they um deal with this and deal with this in a relationship you both really like each other and i hope you get to hump soon in a way that you both feel comfortable with and it's awesome agreed Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 